Freedom Ring this afternoon at 2 with Sean Hannity. Right before Joe Walsh at 5 on AM 560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. So uh, four candidates for mayor are on your airwaves, television airwaves at least. Uh, you got your Chico, you got your Preckwinkle, you got your Mendoza, you got your Daily. But there's uh, another dozen candidates that uh, are doing the candidate forums and social media and getting around the city. And again, in a field this crowded, in a race where maybe 15% of the vote gets you into the runoff to April, um, it does have the possibility that a surprise could be in the offing, particularly as the city is in such bad shape and people are looking for something qualitatively different. I think a lot of people are, thus the thus the number of candidates, not to mention just the idea of an open seat for mayor in Chicago is something that happens once a millennia or yeah, so. Yeah, once in our lifetime. So uh, one of, we're, we're trying to get uh, as many of the candidates, uh, all the candidates who are willing to come on the show to discuss the issues and their plans and their candidacy, give them some time to do that as uh, we roll towards the February 26th primary. And uh, next up on the list is Dorothy Brown. She is the longtime clerk of the Circuit Court of Cook County. Uh, believe she was elected in 2000 and um, and yesterday she made news because James Allen the board of election commissioner says that she needs to prove that the 12,500 signatures uh, are legitimate they well yeah that thousands of the names she submitted were suddenly and mysteriously ruled invalid well that's uh, where we start is Dorothy Brown going to make the ballot which uh, needs to be printed fairly soon because of this petition challenge. Uh, Dorothy Brown, Cook County Circuit Court Clerk, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So uh, so where does that uh, petition challenge stand? How confident are you that you're going to survive that, rehabilitate the signatures you need to, and, and be on the ballot come February 26th? Well, there'll be a status hearing on today, and um, we feel really good. We have a lot of great volunteers, and so... Um, and so we're going to uh, the the they had you know people that really don't understand uh, uh, um, how to read signatures and that sort of thing because just some of their staff people that they hired off the street actually ruling on signatures that uh, and how it looks. I mean, my signature has changed in the last 20 years. Sometimes people, most people, haven't updated their voter registration cards, but they couldn't figure out uh, if the person was registered. They printed their name. And they couldn't figure out if the signature was proper. So they're going, there's going to be a handwriting expert that's paid for by the Chicago Board of Election that will go back and review those things that people ruled that the signature was not genuine, even though the person was registered at that address. But you turned in 25,000 signatures to get on the ballot. So how, how did this happen? Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, the thing that I talked about yesterday is the fact that Cook County – uh, actually controls and has access to the Chicago Board of Election system because they're joint systems. And when my numbers started to change, that they added uh, a new uh, 2,000 objections at the last minute, almost 2,000, I would say it was 1,700, at the last minute, this past Monday, as a matter of fact, after we had been reviewing signatures for a month, uh, I, I said that there's something awry with that, uh, the, the potential for fraud they should have, restricted access immediately to Cook County when the county board president, who the technology department at Cook County reports to, became a candidate in this race. So that's, you know, that, so that's what we're dealing with, the potential for fraud and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, we're just moving forward 
dealing with the issues and how we're going to, uh, you know, bring change to Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, one final note on the signature issue. I, I uh, saw this online video from uh, Neil. Uh, is it Seals Griffin? Is that his name? The, Sales. Young, the uh-huh. Sales Griffin, the uh, entrepreneur, young guy, tech entrepreneur, is running for mayor, and he made the point because he was the subject of a petition challenge too that um, the uh, checkers uh, ruled his mom's signature invalid oh. and he's like i'm pretty sure it was my mom who signed my petition uh so i mean so you're, you're exactly. it's a fair people, point these people are connected these people that they've hired they're connected um you know uh they actually uh, you know were telling me that uh, they were saying that people were telling them oh dorothy brown will be all right even if you don't rule in her favor and then one person uh indicated to me that uh, Ricky Hendon from the Willie Wilson campaign, because you know I have two challenges, actually said that he paid some people to put some bad signatures within my uh, oh that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like Hollywood Hendon oh no, no. Hollywood Hendon <laughs> uh, all right so uh, let's talk about uh, your candidacy let's assume you'll be on the ballot and so what's the what's the reason that Dorothy Brown is a candidate for mayor well the reason why I made the decision to run for mayor of the city of Chicago because I just felt. And I continue to feel that, you know, our educational system needs to be at a high quality. Education is my number one thing because I feel that if we can properly educate all of our children, then they will have an alternative to crime. They'll be able to get good jobs. And so education was my number one thing. And also I looked at the fact that, you know, this this city has been a strangled hold by the the, the political machine for far too long and we need someone that is independent like myself i'm independent i'm an independent democrat i'm unbought and i'm unbossed and we need someone that has the background experience and the heart i mean this is not an oratorical competition this is not a comedy uh, routine you know we had a lot of people doing that on last night uh, this is about someone that can actually manage this city and be fair and and have make sure that it's equitable to all of the citizens. I am a, I'm an attorney, and I can handle the legal lawmaking body of the city council. A lot of people do not realize that. I'm also a CPA and an MBA. Now, there are not many people who have passed the CPA exam and the bar exam. And so with my financial acumen, I can and lead the city into financial stability. So I can handle the finances of the city. And then I feel that I have the heart you can have the background and an experience, but if you don't have the heart to actually make sure that things are fair for everyone, then you won't, things will not get done properly for everyone. And so from the heart standpoint, I came from very humble beginning. My mother was a cook and a domestic worker. My father was a laundry worker and a cotton farmer. And it took me and my seven siblings to the cotton fields. And, and then I worked in a factory. See, I came from very humble beginnings, so I respect the least. To the greatest, I I came up very hard, and 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 everything I've ever gotten, I had to earn it and earn it the hard way. So I know how to respect people. So that's why I want to put the hope back in the eyes of these young people that I see, for instance, hanging out on the streets of the West Side and looking at that economic development that hasn't changed since 1968. And and so it's a travesty. It's, it can, it, we can do better. We must shift the paradigm of how things are done here in the city of Chicago. Yeah, last night you were at the forum, you and 13 other candidates. Tony Preckwinkle, a no-show. Uh, do you also feel that she should step down because of her connection to Alderman Ed Burke? Well, absolutely, and I think that she should, should actually withdraw 
her petition challenge to me, just given the fact that that her office has the ability, has had the ability and continue to have the ability to make changes to the petition challenge system that the city is using. Uh, I, I can't understand that they, how, why they would not have understood that that needed to be uh, blocked, that there should have been a firewall put up between Cook County and the city of Chicago. They can make changes to each other's system. They started using a joint system in 2011. And so uh, it, it, it's really, uh, she's kind of our president. Uh, she hasn't done a, a good job there either because she was the first county board president where I actually had to, we actually had to to lay people off where they had to go and, and probably file bankruptcy, lose their homes. Uh, back in 2010, that was the first year, and I had been in office for 10 years at that point, that I actually had to lay people off. I kind of a president that could not figure it out. Then the sugar pop tax, there's all those things that, that she's done and just really hasn't done very well. It's a smoking mirrors administration here uh as you mentioned cpa mba attorney so uh you understand balance sheets uh you can you're a green eye shades person so uh what what do we do <laughs> haven't heard that in a while well, yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm very old what uh, He's 90. uh what uh what what do we do about uh 40 billion dollars in unfunded pension liabilities uh we got a billion dollar balloon payment next year and that's just to sort of uh, maintain status quo, which is not maintainable for much longer. So what do we do about police and fire pensions? Well, well I say that, you know, first of all, I'm not interested in changing, uh, amending the Constitution to take away the right for people to be able to retire and, and, and be able to have and be in a position to take care of themselves. And so I'm, I'm going to, first of all, uh, develop a long-term strategic plan for financial stability for the city as a whole in the long run, short-term and long-term. And then I want to evaluate the revenue streams that we already have in because I feel that we're probably not actually collecting in the way that we should. Uh, we need to have better controls in place and ensure we actually are collecting the money that uh, from the fees that we already have. And then I want to propose some new revenue streams. Uh, well, I have a proposal of actually having a city-sponsored lottery that is based, whereby people can actually buy my lottery tickets anywhere in the world, and I feel that that would bring a significant amount of funds in. And it's a shorter-term fix than building a casino. I'm fine with building a uh, having a city uh, casino where we are, are actually uh, earning the funds, and I'm also fine with legalizing marijuana, but I think that we have to actually have some more are raising funds as well because we have to do everything that we can to um, stabilize and, and, and fund the pension for these for, for workers that have worked too hard, and we have to give them their health care back, those retirees their health care back. Well, so the, um, the issue of uh, the endemic corruption in the city of Chicago has been raised with an exclamation point with that Burks indictment. And, you know, you and your office have been subject to some federal inquiries over your time as Cook County Circuit Court clerk as well. Um, address some of the questions about the ethical conduct of your office over the years that uh, are certainly going to be re-raised as a candidate for mayor. Yeah, Dan. So, 
you know, <laughs> it's interesting because when I read some of the information, I didn't know where that came from, but I finally, after two years, got uh, some insight uh, to that situation. And these were individuals that I had to, I fired when I first got in office from the prior administration. They actually came after me in 2004. And when I looked in it, and there was a newspaper article in 2004 where they talked about some kind of fundraising scheme and that sort of thing. And the same information was in the, uh, some information I received from, from, that I saw from the federal uh, government. And I said, oh, these are the same individuals. They have been after me for a long time. And I actually called for the federal government to actually charge them with perjury. Anytime you tell an FBI agent uh, an, an inaccuracy, that is actually perjury. You do, you do not have to go before a grand jury. So all of those things are untrue. Uh, if I was, had, was taking the kind of money they were talking about, then I would probably not be trying to raise money. Or have to, I would have the money to actually have the campaign that and I would be on television as well. I have no money. So this, you know, they said I was taking funds for jobs. My jobs, uh, my Shacklin jobs were actually, and they were Shacklin jobs, uh, they actually are selected through the computer. And so it was just blatant lies and trying to find ways to change my administration. Take me and, and my administration. And so, but, so, so as far know, and so as far as you know, you are not a target at present of any federal investigation. As far as you know, I have not. They have not talked to me. Uh, you know, I could have been uh, the target because that I was the person that these individuals were, were actually trying to uh, go after. But you've but never spoken to the they, FBI. I've never spoken to them, and I'm sure that they have found out by now that I've done it. I did nothing wrong. They took my phone as well back in 2015 and gave it back. And, and they did not find any texts that were discriminatory. You know, that's where people, that people uh, actually, you know, text information. They didn't find any emails that were discriminatory. Uh, they haven't taped me saying anything discriminatory that, that, was, that was illegal. And so I have operated at the highest of integrity. That's how my parents raise me and that's what how I would continue to do. People will come after you, but you have to fight. And that's the same fight I'm gonna to bring to the city of Chicago. All right. She is Dorothy Brown. Uh Dorothy, where can people get more information about your candidacy website? Dorothyformair.com. Uh they can go on my website and see uh information concerning my positions. Like me on Facebook also and what I've been doing, Dan and Amy, I've been doing a countdown every day or evening or later, later in the evening at night, I actually do a Facebook Live, and we've been doing a countdown. We'll do a countdown until February 26th for the election day, mm-hmm. and we talk about what happened that day at different parts of my platform. I'm, do- great. I'm doing a countdown as well to my You're retirement right. in Naples, but uh, it's a little bit different. Uh, Dorothy Brown. <laughs> He's tweeting it instead of Facebook. <laughs> candidate for mayor, <laughs> clerk of Circuit Court, Cook County. Dorothy, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Very good. Thank you. Always good to catch up, Dorothy. Thank you so much. And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is The Morning Show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.